Thanks for tuning in to Out of Office. This is the podcast for people who want to go freelance or are already doing it. I'm your host, Fiona Thomas. I'm a freelance content writer and author. My first book is a mental health memoir called Depression in a Digital Age. My next book, Out of Office, will be published in October 2020. I just want to give a quick shout out to Dingy for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. They provide the world's first flexible insurance for freelancers that you can turn on, off, up or down. As well as that, they also help chase unpaid invoices on every policy as standard. As a customer who already uses their services, I'm personally very pleased that they've decided to help me make this podcast a reality. You can find out more about what they do at www.getdingy.com and I've also left their link in the show notes. This is the fourth episode in the week-long series called The Digital Debrief. Welcome back. I'm doing this to celebrate the release of the ebook version of Out of Office, which is available now, so hopefully you can get your hands on a copy. I'm really excited that ebooks are having a bit of a revival in the pandemic. And if you don't have a Kindle or an ebook reader, then you might not know, but you actually can just download the Kindle app onto your tablet or your phone and read ebooks that way. It's just something to bear in mind if you're thinking that you want to get all those ebook bargains, um, but you're not ready to splash out on a Kindle or an e-reader. Obviously, if you prefer physical books, then I get it. I used to be just like you, um, but you'll have to wait till October 1st and that is when the print book will be available. So in this mini-series, I wanted to give you some extra episodes of the podcast where I explore some of the aspects of the digital world that make freelancing so great. I've already covered how to get clients on Instagram developing a brand online and yesterday I broke down all of my income streams that come from the online world so if you haven't listened to those episodes yet then once you finish this episode definitely go back and listen they're all really short and jam-packed with loads of great tips. To celebrate the ebook publication day I'm also hosting a secret launch party so stay tuned to the end of the episode and I'll give you all the details on how you can get an invitation. So in this episode I'm going to talk about which digital platform is right for you. I'm going to start off with the platform that I know the least about and that is LinkedIn. I know some freelancers who get 100% of their clients from LinkedIn and they get loads of long-term contracts too. To me, it's LinkedIn is kind of like the most corporate out of all the social media platforms. Like if LinkedIn had an outfit, it would be wearing a three-piece suit and carrying a briefcase and striding along Canary Wharf. If you know that your target audience are big businesses, then I would definitely spend time figuring out LinkedIn. I'm not going to give you any advice on how to do it because honestly, I I have no clue. LinkedIn is not my bag, not my area of expertise. But I bring it up because I spent ages thinking that I had to be on every single social media platform to be the best freelancer and to get the most work. But the reality is that I don't want to work with corporate clients. I want to work with independent businesses and freelancers so spending loads of time and energy on LinkedIn is kind of pointless for me because it's going to attract the wrong clients. I found a good blog post about LinkedIn for freelancers and I'll link that in the show notes because like I said I'm not your gal for advice on this subject but if you think it's for you then have a read of that blog post. Next up I want to talk about Facebook but specifically Facebook groups. 
I found that instead of spending time trying to get my business page, get more likes and engagements on Facebook, which by the way feels like drawing blood from a stone, it's such hard work without investing in ads, joining the right Facebook groups can be a much better use of your time. There are loads of free Facebook groups out there. I'm part of some great ones that are for freelance writers. There's one called Number One Freelance Media Women, uh, another one called Binders Full of Editors Seeking Freelance Writers, and Binders Full of Writing Jobs. And these are specifically set up to put people in contact with each other, and they work really well. So you quite often get a magazine editor popping into the group saying that they're looking for pitches on a specific topic and they request that you email them your ideas and as a writer that's that's like gold because you know that they're looking for people so you know that your pitches are going to be read or you might get a newspaper editor saying hey we're looking for shift cover over like this period of time or we've got a new vacancy and here's the link if you want to apply you also get other writers looking for feedback or reassurance so it's a lovely way to just network with people in your industry I'm also part of a few other Facebook groups such as Being Freelance and the Freelance Lifestylers. Again, I see jobs cropping up in these groups and collaborations and friendships happen just organically, which is really nice to be a part of. So if that sounds good to you, if you like kind of networking online, then Facebook groups can be a good option. Twitter is perfect for people who are good with sharp short one-liners obviously because you can't say like you, there's only so many characters in a tweet and the thing to remember about twitter is that the timeline moves quickly so once you've tweeted something if it doesn't garner a lot of interest or get clicked or retweeted then it's kind of rendered redundant and people will move on to the next tweet it's a really good platform if you want to be seen to react to topical content or stay up to date with news in general. So when I was pitching to a lot of publications, I used to go on Twitter every morning and see what was trending. I would also be able to gauge the mood of the nation, so it would give me ideas about what stories I could pitch in response to that. Another good thing about Twitter is that you can post links. So on Instagram, for example, you can't have links in your captions and you can only use the swipe function in your stories if you've got 10,000 followers. So for small business, Twitter can be a good place to share your content. And like I said, because tweets disappear so quickly, you can tweet like 10 or 15 times a day with your link, a link to your blog post or your um about me page or your services page and it doesn't come across as too spammy as long as you mix it in with other content like you share another content or you talking to other people on twitter another digital platform which i think is worth considering is email marketing if you've got value to share with people then email marketing can work really well for you for example, there are a few journalism newsletters that do really, really well because they collate all the journalist jobs of the week and send them out in an email. I can tell you, as a freelance writer, that kind of information is so valuable and I know that it's definitely raised the profile of a few journalists who have been running these newsletters and it's led them to get more paid work. I know that some business owners um, send out an email every single day and they say it's the best marketing tool that they've got. Now, I've signed up to a few newsletters, and some of my personal favourites are Anna Dunleavy, Ruth Poundway, Emma Gannon, and I think it's worth noting that I don't always make purchases through their newsletter. 
but I feel like I really get to know these women because they always make their newsletters quite personal, whether that's sharing something that they're struggling with or giving some behind the scenes insight into what's going on in their business. It just builds up that extra layer of connection and although you might not see the instant gratification of that, I think it's a really good way to stay in touch with your audience. And I'm not saying that you have to email your audience every day, I know that some people do that, but if you like sharing valuable content, long form content, then email marketing is something to think about that you could just add in to all the other things that you do. If you don't like writing but you feel confident on camera, then maybe YouTube is a digital platform worth exploring. Anyone can upload a video and then start gaining subscribers and then eventually monetize it. I get the impression that it's pretty competitive on YouTube and there are just so many people out there starting channels and it's not to say that you can't make a good go of it. If visuals are your thing then you could also try out TikTok and IGTV alongside YouTube and see which works best for you. Definitely seems like TikTok, well it is having a moment like it's going so I think any new creators on there are going to see a big increase in their engagement because there's not as many people on there I guess as there are on YouTube. And I couldn't have a podcast about digital platforms without talking about podcasting because <laughs> everyone's got a podcast now haven't they? Me obviously, me included. <laughs> you might remember that I had another podcast before I had this one and it was called the Positive People Podcast which I did with Amy Holland but I had to give it up because I started writing out of office and Amy was really busy with her other businesses and we just couldn't commit the time to it. I bring that up because I didn't realise how much work a podcast is until I started recording. It takes me, when I'm doing this podcast, it takes me about a day to write a full script for a full episode, not these mini episodes but for a full episode it probably takes me about a day to write the script and then half a day to record and then another half day to edit then another day to do all the admin like scheduling promoting writing captions on instagram adding a blog post to it on my website so that's why i can't commit to doing a weekly podcast at the moment but let me tell you creating this mini series has been so much work as well I didn't anticipate how much work it was going to be so I just wanted to be open and honest about how much work a podcast is and I think a lot of people don't realise it until they get started. But on the other side I've poured a lot of time and effort into Instagram over the last few years and I worry that I've put all my eggs in one basket. You just never know if my account was to get hacked or Instagram was to for some reason completely disappear. I want to make sure that my content is equally spread over a few platforms, not lots and lots of platforms but multiple platforms outside of Instagram. Instagram's an external platform, it's out of my control. I don't own the app so it could be taken away from me at any time and I would lose my audience. But my podcast is completely my own. I have all the audio, I control the hosting and that will always be mine. I also find that there's a lot of topics that I really need more space to talk about properly. Captions and stories on Instagram are quite limiting. You know, people tend to lose interest after a few clips of video or there's only so many, so much that you could put into a caption. But I have a desire to talk in a longer format so that I can provide more value to you. So I find that one platform is a bit too restrictive, 
if you feel like that as well then podcasting might be really good for you because it gives you more space to talk about things in more detail. It's also great if you're a natural collaborator because you could have a co-host or your format could be that you interview someone every week and you might find that that's really enjoyable and a great way to provide value to your audience. The last platform of course is Instagram which is my personal favourite platform mainly because I just love the vibe on there. I've had so many great conversations in my DMs with people, whether it's about mental health, freelancing, current affairs. The mood on Instagram, I find, is just generally very supportive. So if I have to spend any time on social media, then Instagram is the one that I always choose. Yeah, it's quite limited as links go. Like I said, you can only have one link in your bio and you can't link in pictures unless you're like an online store and you can link to a product. It's very visual, so as well as coming up with captions, you've got to have images to go with each post and I know that that's something a lot of people struggle with. But Instagram stories is really where it's at, if you ask me. That's where I can get real with my audience and that's where I really connect with people and ultimately get the most clients, which is the whole point, right? So that is my roundup of which digital platforms are available and the kind of pros and cons of each. So I hope that you took something from that, maybe thought about putting yourself out there in a new way. Tomorrow we'll be talking about online resources for personal development. So make sure that you subscribe, get notified when that goes live. Now to get your invite to my very special secret online book launch, that's the official title, it's going to take place on Zoom on Wednesday the 24th of June at 7pm. I've got a co-host who's going to be interviewing me, I'm going to pop some champagne, I'm going to tell you about writing out of office and answer some questions as well. If you'd like an invite then all you have to do is buy the ebook out of office or pre-order the physical copy which comes out in October. Then just screenshot your proof of purchase and email it to fiona at fionalikestoblog.com with a subject line secret launch and then I'll add you to the guest list. Entry for this will close on midday on the 24th of June so if you're listening to this in the future I'm really sorry but you've missed the boat so suck it. Thanks again to Dingy for sponsoring this episode of the podcast and definitely check out their insurance services which are specially designed for freelancers. You can find out more at www.getdingy.com or click the link in the show notes of this episode. Just a quick reminder that my book Out of Office will be available in October 2020. You can follow me on Instagram at Fiona Likes to Blog or visit my website fionalikestoblog.com. If you enjoy this episode, don't forget to subscribe for more episodes and if you don't mind, leave me a review saying how much you love me because I just really like getting compliments. That's all for now. Bye!